On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Okay. Looks like Ian has disconnected. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Welcome hey, to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Friday, June the tenth. There we go. We're on. I forgot to add myself onto the screen. We were ready to do the intro without you. Yeah. <laughs> we're here, including the host Ian Cameron, on a Friday, June the tenth. We're here, even though there's no games tonight, but we're still going to have a great show for you. Alex B. Smith, the birthday boy, is back. Uh, Vito for a special Friday appearance. Uh, on the ice guys and Ray Bryce, who's been on a couple of our betcasts, who's been on our daily show once before uh, is back with us again today. And we brought on Vito and I extended an invite to Vito today on the show because we found out something pretty damn incredible. Like if there was a bet on the betting board that Vito and Ray would have connections with someone that Ray played with in the past or a couple people, you know, it would be like a one in a million shot that plus the fact Ray finally got to meet Vito on the betcast. Uh, last night so the, it's 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 an unbelievable development uh, Vito, of course latvian ray's played with a couple of Vito's current friends from latvia over here in north america it's the craziest damnedest thing and we found that out last night uh, Vito, isn't that incredible the world gets smaller every day well i would just add actually maybe it's not that unbelievable because well when i played in latvia i played with the best players we we had like a national team we don't have so much good players you know we had one national team and uh, those those players went to play to also to the United States. So if Ray is professional, those guys also were professional. So there is a chance that you can meet, you know, because Ray is also born the same age as me, uh, 1995. So it's a big chance that he can meet someone from my buddies. There you go. So maybe I'm overblowing it a bit too much, but uh, pretty cool. Stuff. <laughs> oh, no, other, it's, it's incredible. I mean, it's incredible. But there is like the small things. He's same age as me, you know, so it, it, it add, add, adds up that it's possible. <laughs> That's right. And plus, he's from Michigan. You're rocking the Red Wings hat. You yeah. like the Red Wings growing up, right, Vito? Is that right? Uh, well, I still like them. I mean, they're not so competitive. Like Alex likes Blackhawks. <laughs> oh, I like Red Wings. You know, I stay with my team. <laughs> I'm not like Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not jumping on different teams. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. You stand by the Red Wings. Yeah, they've sucked the last few years, but there's lots of building blocks in place yeah, right now with the, starting with Mo Sider. I mean that guy's going to be phenomenal uh for many years on that uh, blue line. Ray, you've been a betcast warrior. You've been uh, you're in the terms of the highest volume of wagers placed on the betcast. I think you probably placed more bets on the betcast in two betcasts than I have uh in all the betcasts we've done this season. So credit to you for that, Ray. Yeah, thanks for having me on and <laughs> Honestly, that that first game that I was on the backcast, like it was a shootout. It was a football game out there. You know, they were scoring every every ten seconds it seemed like. So that one, that was pretty easy. Last night we weren't as fortunate. I, I ended up only ended up losing thirteen bucks, which isn't too bad. 
for the game that we actually picked the Rangers to win in. So um, the nice hit for me was uh, highest scoring period uh, to be a tie, one one in the second, and then two two nothing uh, total goals scored in the third by Tampa. So uh, nice little little payout there to kind of hedge myself, even though Ian says hedgers is for gardening. But um, hey, I'll that was a good it. hedge. Yeah, yeah, it was a good hedge. Yeah, you bet that exact two goals result in the third period. That was a really good call, and that's exactly what we saw, exactly two goals uh, in the third period. And thanks to everyone who tuned in on the BetCast, uh, everyone that joined us. Uh, Ray was on it. Vito was on it. Joe Madden, uh, she did a great job on the BetCast for the friend. Joe Madden will be on next Thursday, by the way, on our uh, daily show here uh, on the Ice Guys. So uh, looking forward to that. We've uh, Jake Wilson was on the BetCast last night. Uh, and I missed putting Cheshire Cat and Occupancy on our BetCast. They DM'd me during the BetCast saying, we want to be on the bet. And I never even fucking looked at the DMs. So I apologize for that. Should add even more people on the BetCast, but I'm an idiot. I didn't check the DMs during the BetCast. So next time we'll get you on, and our next BetCast will be during the Stanley Cup final, uh, for sure, whenever it starts. Let's welcome back the birthday boy, Alex B. Smith. Uh, his birthday a couple days ago. We gave him his hangover day yesterday. He wasn't on the Daily Show. He wasn't on the BetCast last night, but he's feeling good, ready to rock on a Friday. Alex, belated happy birthday. Yeah, thanks. And thanks, everybody, who messaged me on Twitter and, and Facebook and everything, uh, wishing me a uh, happy birthday. It was a really nice time. And you got to lay back a little bit yesterday and watch a, a good game. And now we've seen, you know, the tide turn. It's just really interesting. You know, everybody kind of kind of tapped me out, myself included. I thought that, you know, the fatigue had may have started to finally set in. But New York just kept giving this team chances, and, and, and Tampa Bay, they capitalized. And the reason why they've won two cups in a row is, is the game that they played last night. They were able to kind of, like I said, when you're on the road in this kind of series, you're able to take the crowd out of it. You're able to take the team the team you're playing against out of it. And it was just not a lot of uh, – even with the, with the Rangers when they scored that one goal, it wasn't exactly, you know, the kind of like rock and madhouse we had seen, uh, you know, earlier in the postseason. Just the, the air in, in that crowd was just a little bit different. Uh, and Tampa Bay was able to capitalize and to get that goal late, uh, you know, was the second goal or the third goal we've seen now from Tampa Bay with five, five minutes or less left in regulation this postseason. Those are the little characteristics uh, that define a championship team. And, and, and Tampa Bay now one win away from the third straight Prince of Wales trophy and third straight appearance in a cup final. It's just incredible. Yeah, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, Florida game two. Right, the goal by Colton, the beautiful feed yep. from behind the net from Kucherov, two to one. They what, final minute goal, uh, Palat earlier in this series, game three uh, against the Rangers, last minute goal last night, less than two minutes to go. They get the seeing eye shot from Sergachev that actually ended up hitting Palat, uh, who got credit for that goal uh, for the game winning goal last night. So you're right, they've got that just that ability. You know, you think you're going to overtime, and they step up and they score just that big goal. They did that last night. Uh, my thoughts on that game were very simple. The Rangers didn't play terribly, but you can't have Ryan Strom missing a wide open net and, and just and basically scuffed it is what he did. You know, that was a wide open net that if he gets stick on puck, you know, that game, that puck's going in with that chance that he had. And he totally flubbed it. Uh, it is what a disappointing. He, he's going to have nightmares, I said last night, about missing that chance. Philip Heedle missed a redirect that came inches from going in in the first period last night. It was missed opportunities. The Rangers did have some golden opportunities and some great looks. They just couldn't finish on any of them, and that ended up being the difference. They played good enough defensively. Shesterkin was fine. There's nothing he could have done about either of the two goals that went in. Uh, and Tampa Bay just found a way to get one late. And Vasilevsky, 
outstanding. I mean, point blank saves in the third period, that great split save that he made stretching out post to post in the third period was an outstanding. I think Lindgren had that chance and Lindgren actually only got the only goal for the Rangers last night, but that was the difference, a razor thin margin, a very close game. Tampa just makes that one extra play late in the game. And now they go home to Tampa with a chance to close the series out in game six, Saturday night up three, two. So what's going to give the Tampa Bay ability to close out they're very good in elimination games when close a chance to close out a team, but the Rangers have been good facing elimination five and oh the new york rangers in these playoffs when facing elimination so that'll be put to the test in game six on saturday night Vito, your thoughts on the uh game last night yeah well is it a con con coincidence or how you call it or what but you know both players hito and strom was like you know not 100 for the game you know we only knew that they joined late late you know and as i said yesterday i think that stays in your head you know so you are not like fully focused and you might miss those empty net chances that would yep. also happen and a little bit from tampa i mean i think that was the message in the locker room uh, from john cooper that first 10 minutes first period rangers will be have the momentum we just have to keep the puck out of the, our net you know and that's what they did they ended zero zero the first period and that's what also i said in that case you know that was tampa's job the uh, rest of the game they find a way to win you know that's what tampa do you know they find a way to win high scoring or low scoring game and we see they can play both styles you know which they can adjust any time to any kind of a style which they need and we saw 3-1 victory which is playoff style hockey you know and well yeah that's it i mean well yeah right well rangers looked yeah panarin looked really dialed in they looked good i mean in the first period especially but yeah as ian you said you know they have this ability to take out the crowd i mean to take out and take out the crowd you know msg and just like they take the game in their hands you know and that's what they did and well Tampa has won now three in a row that's what i can tell you yeah it's been impressive to uh, watch for sure uh the tampa bay lightning kind of take over this uh, series a little bit the last three games uh, and now it's just a question of are they going to be able to finish it off saturday night back home that's the one thing about the rangers they got they, they have the warrior heart they do you, you know you've really got to drive the you know the sword through the chest if you will uh, to finish this team off because they're five and zero facing elimination this year they've constantly risen up with their backs against the wall but here's the issue this is not Pittsburgh with Louis Domingue. This is not Carolina with Pyotr Kochetkov and Antti Ranta. They came back in those two series facing elimination. Now you're facing Tampa Bay, two-time defending champs. Vasilevsky is back on his game again. Uh, not that he was ever off it, but now he's back and is you know, absolutely dialed in and, and just at his absolute best. You know, Maybe game one he was a little bit shaky. But since then, he's been great. That's the di that's the totally different challenge for the Rangers now uh, in trying to avoid elimination. Uh, Ray, how about you? Thoughts on last night? Yeah, I thought, uh, like you said, New York didn't play a, a terrible game by any means. They definitely had their chances. I also will say, and a counter argument, New York beat or um, Tampa Bay beat Shesterkin twice early, clean hit two posts, uh, so the game could have also got away from them pretty quickly. Uh, after that Rangers scored their first goal, though, I thought um, I thought Tampa had some good shifts. And in the third period, I, I, I thought the Rangers kind of faded out. And, and, you know, they didn't play good enough to win. They played okay. Um, and they, you know, like I said, they didn't play good enough to win. Um, I thought, like, uh, Tampa's players showed up. I thought Pouat's been great this playoffs. I thought Sorelli was good defensively. 
I thought there's guys stepping up and filling Braden Point's role. Um, you know, I thought Maroon played a decent game last night. Stamkos was good. Uh, so those experienced guys, I thought they stepped up and, and they know what it takes to win in that locker room. And, and I think the Rangers are young and have a little bit of inexperience. Where's Panarin been all series? And I haven't seen him on the ice once. Um, you know, Kreider was in a, non-existent last night. Um, a, a couple of guy, guys. Sabanajad, non-existent. One shot on yep. goal. No points. Exactly. Yep, nothing. And he's he's been good all series. I thought that kid's line with Lafreniere, Hedl, and um, Kako was okay. Uh, they had maybe two good shifts that I saw. But um, at the end of the day, I, like I said, I don't, I don't think the Rangers played good enough to win. I, when you play an experienced team and a good goalie, it, like Vasilevsky obviously had some time off and took him a while to get back in his groove, which which was expected, right? Um, when you find when you when you're playing a team like that, it's going to be tough to beat them if you play like that. You've got to you've got to finish your hits and play harder hockey. And and I didn't think you know their shot totals were were pretty even actually through most of the game. Um, but I, I thought a lot of New York shots came from the perimeter and and didn't have any great A chances. You know, I thought Tampa Bay did a good job on their power play finding Perry in the slot. You know, they had some good chances and their point shots were pretty good last night. So, um, like I said, and, and you know, if you if you follow along in the BetCast last night, I hate New York. I, I hope they lose game six and it's over for them. But, um, you know, they're also a team that, that's able to come back and, and have proven that they can win. But, you know, they're not playing a trash can net anymore. So, um, maybe, they, maybe they should suit Ryan Reeves up and, and have him run – uh, Vasilevsky, if, if they want a chance at that one, I think uh, the experience in that locker room is just going to be too good. Uh, I will say this though, if it does go back to MSG at uh, for Game Seven, watch out, Tampa Bay. You may have a a new Eastern yeah. Conference uh, contender in in the last for the, in the finals for the last three years. Uh, a new I, one. So I agree with that. If Tampa lets somehow. I don't think they will. I think they're probably going to win tomorrow night, Tampa. But if somehow they let it slip and it gets back to a Game 7 with the Rangers, even though they won in New York last night, winning in New York again in Game 7 is going to be difficult. And let's not forget, Ryan Strom, wide open net, dubbed the shot, as our great friend Doc Emmerich would say. Uh, that's always one of his favorite lines. He dubbed waffle the shot. Waffle boarded Yeah, waffle board. And dubbed the shot instead of fanned on it. He would say dubbed. I love that one. He dubbed the shot. Ryan Strom, and then, of course, Philip Hedl misses a redirect. I mean, there was a point-blank chance for uh, Zabanajad with his one chance, and it was a stone-cold save by Vasilevsky. He had it in the slot, and he just stopped him. He was terrific. Uh, Rangers had their looks. Rangers had their chances, and it just did not go in. And if he goes to Game 7, you can't count on that duplicating itself. That The Rangers are going to miss those golden opportunities that they missed in Game 5. On home ice. And you got to think they're going to get more power plays in game seven, maybe than last night as well. The one thing they've done is generate, you know, a lot of power play opportunities and draw penalties from Tampa Bay. They didn't do quite as much of that uh, last night. So something to keep in mind if that uh, series goes back to seven. But first things first, they got to find a way to win in Tampa, which is something they have not done uh, yet in this series coming up tomorrow night. Before we get into a little or just an early look, we don't have to lock in bets or opinions just yet. This is just going to be like an early lean type of deal when we talk game six tomorrow night in just a second. Before we get to that, I've got to mention the absolutely disgraceful, heinous incident that happened at the Madison Square Garden last night. And this guy needs to be rotting in a fucking jail cell for this. Uh, absolutely horrendous, despicable. And when I've said multiple times, you know, when I said that people were railing on Brady Kachuk, 
for attending his brother's playoff game, saying he's got to be focused on the Ottawa Senators. He can't be, you know, showing fandom and support for his another team and his brother because he's got to be focused on Ottawa. You know, he shouldn't be doing that, making himself uh, available in public there to cheer on his brother. When that happened, I said on this very show, that is proof that society is utterly fucked right now. All right. It is totally fucked. It's a shit show society with so many people that just don't know what they're doing, don't know what they're talking about. Uh, and just they, they have no care about another human being half the time. And basically, I felt the same way watching that last night, that horrible assault on a Tampa Bay Lightning fan uh, last night, that this is proof, again, that this society is fucked. Totally unacceptable, deplorable, sickening behavior. Uh, an older gentleman was behind a Ranger fan. Maybe he said something that he was ribbing him, saying, hey, you're going you're going home for the season after a game. I don't know what the older gentleman said to the fan in front of him, but whatever he said, that does not give you a free pass and a, and a, and a carte blanche to just sucker punch and cold cock a guy the way he did. And he really got him good. He did. If you see the, the video, he's out cold even before he hits the ground. And his head might have connected. He looked like he it was really, really scary the very moment he hit the ground. And I will say this, that guy and Alex said before the show, and I didn't know this until Alex said it, he apparently punched someone else when he was going down the uh, hallway there at Madison Square Garden, and he assaulted another Lightning fan uh, down the uh, hallway later on that was not caught on camera. So this guy uh, obviously needs to be punished for it, serve some jail time, be banned from Madison Square Garden, which apparently the New York Rangers and Madison Square Garden have already banned him for life from attending uh, this uh, building, which is the right call. And, and I am comforted, as much as I said society's fucked, I am comforted to see that there were people in Rangers gear tending to that fan that got punched out, uh, on lying on the ground motionless there. There were people tending them, making sure, you know, they get help, you know, first aid, uh, medical staff uh, on site to tend to him. But there's no place in that at any sporting event for that, for that bullshit. There's none, zero. I hate to see it. We can't even go to a sporting event now and feel safe to cheer for our team on the road. Like if you're a road, if you're a fan of a team now, you see some shit like that happen. You're like, how do I go on the road to cheer on my team when they're playing on the road and feel safe, you know, and feel comfortable when you got some absolute, you know, sociopath, psychotic like that, just reeling back and, you know, punching you when you least expect it, you know, sucker punch. Because that's the definition of a sucker punch. You don't expect it. You're not ready for it. Yeah. And there's no doubt that was the case last night. Absolutely horrendous, sickening stuff. I hate to see it. And I hope that guy gets what he's got coming to him. Simple as that. Uh, awful stuff. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, it's it's interesting you mentioned that about, you know, seeing games on the road. And as someone who's traveled, you know, places, I mean, I, I live here in Minnesota. One of the first times I ever came here was, I, I told the story before, it was 2008. It's literally the same day where the White Sox and Twins are playing. Uh, the, it was the they called the blackout game, and it was the the uh, AL Central tiebreaker. And I was here instead of being in Chicago. I was here. I was actually in a Wild and, and Blackhawks preseason game. And I went to the game, wore my Hawks jersey. Actually, had my Sox jersey underneath it, and wore my my White Sox hat. Sox won the game one nothing. I go and take off my Hawks jersey and have on my Sox jersey underneath. And you know, those people booing. I got you know some maybe some napkins and some you know empty cups thrown at me. That was about the, the, the least that happened. But I couldn't have done that if I was a Twins fan or a Wild fan in Chicago. 
I couldn't have done that in Philadelphia. I think about yesterday was the, the anniversary of the Hawks winning the 2010 uh, uh, Stanley Cup final in, in Philadelphia. And I remember telling people on an old message board that I was part of, be careful when you travel to Philly wearing your Hawks stuff because Philly fans are notorious for attacking other fans. Uh, the, when the Vikings played uh, the NFC title game, they were throwing full cans of beer at people, anybody who was wearing Viking stuff in, in the parking lot before the game. Uh, it, it's it's very unfortunate, you know, and and there's a lot of places that where this is noted behavior that has happened, and even with fights, you know, you see fights happen in games. I, listen, I'm no saint in my younger days. I've gotten into a few scuffles, but they were they were they were four, but they were fights. This wasn't a fight. Yeah. This guy just got assaulted and sucker punched. This is a whole different thing, you know. Yeah. You see, see a group of people getting drunk and they're going after each other. That's one thing, and yes, it's it's still it's still unnecessary as far as it goes in the world of sports, except people just trying to have a good time and root for their teams. But uh, but to see it, uh, uh, something like this happen, and like I said, the guy, he hauled off and sucker punched the one guy who was out cold, and then later on, you don't see in that, that video clip, apparently they said he ran down toward the entrance, somebody tried to catch him, because literally, I mean, there's there's thousands of people that witnessed it, and they're trying to, you know, grab the guy, detain him, and he ends up getting into another fight. So he gets charged with two counts of assault, two counts of uh, harassment, and, and another couple of counts as well. And it's just, it's just awful to see, and you see it more and more, and a lot of people are saying that, you know, is it because, you know, we were all bottled in for two years and stuff, and now people don't know how to act when they get back out in public? Now, maybe that's something to it, but this has been going on in sports for a long time uh, all over the world. Uh, you know, no, no, look no further than England with some of the, the, the incidents they've had over the last, you know, uh, century almost with some of the, the riots and different things you see. It, it's just an unfortunate part of sports. It, it's something that really shouldn't be a thing. And uh, especially when you just see like a, just a simple assault like this, this is, it's just it's strictly criminal. It is. It was, it's a criminal act. It is something that you should, should throw your ass right out of the arena for life, which they've done, and right in a jail cell. Simple as that. It's assault. Uh, it's unprovoked, uh, and, and it's, it's you can't have it. It's unacceptable for that to happen in our society. And uh, you're right. A fight is different. Two guys obliged to say, I'm going to fight you, you're going to throw a punch, and you're looking at the guy. That's different. It's a fight. Right. And it's mano, mano a mano, you know, in that situation. This guy didn't even have a chance to defend himself or protect himself. The guy just turns around and wham, punches him. There's just nothing he can do in that situation. I mean, Ray already hates the Rangers. So this is just more fuel to the fire that a Rangers fan acts like a complete and utter asshole like this, right? What did I say last night? Their fans are the worst fans in hockey. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that too lately. And then, you know, people always give crap about New York fans in general, but but specifically Rangers, I've heard a lot of people saying that more in this last year than, than I have probably in, in, a, in a while. And they said there's other a, fan bases that are bad, but that one clearly is It's a case-by-case case case basis, obviously. I'm sure. There's, I of know course. some Rangers some fans good that are fans. great of course, people. A lot of good fans, but there's a right. lot of bad seeds too. But I there's mean, 10% of fans that may collectively ruin it for the rest of them. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have 500 followers on Twitter, and uh, I haven't received any hate, you know, for my picks. Never. Only one time, and from Rangers fan betting against the Rangers. If <laughs> like you need to write a script while you bet against their team, you know, because their team is the best always, you know. And if you bet against them, you are you are clown. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah. That's what they say. Well, uh, the, the, the joke's on them last night, If you because if you bet against the Rangers last night, uh, you did quite well. Now I have noticed people already are telling that they want to see Galant gone. gone. I, I saw some tweeters. <laughs> really? <laughs> that, that's what we're saying. After last night in an even fucking hockey game, 
where they had a million chances. Look, do you want Gallant to get a stick, get some skates on, go on the ice and try to finish a Ryan Strom chance there? Or what Hedl had in the first period? Yeah, Gallant's gonna should help us out and put the puck in the net for us. You can't do that. That's, that's Players true. have to do that. What an absolutely moronic, idiotic take to have. With the season they've had, the guy that's up for the Jack Adams coach, very ironic that it, people are criticizing him uh, a year he's up for the Jack Adams, that we have certain Jack asses making a, a comment and a tweet like that, that we've got to can Gerard Gallant now and get rid of him. You uh, you don't even fucking know how good you have it that Gerard Gallant is your head coach. You want to be Vegas? They, they urinated on Gallant and got rid of him when it wasn't were necessary in my opinion you want to be florida who are complete fucking jerk offs uh, you know with with the way they treated him off uh, going out the door and leaving him you know to fend for his own taxi while they took off on the uh, private jet or the first class pl- plane or whatever the fuck they had to go to their next game and they just like gallant standing there like a chump to get a taxi i mean spare me the, that Gerard Gallant is the issue here. That's the most stu- stupid thing I think I've heard. I never saw this, and that's why I didn't comment. If, yeah. I, I, if I had seen this uh, shit, I would have commented on right, it. You guys uh, don't know how good you have it. Uh, they can't have uh, overreacting. Uh, they can't have a coach act like that. They can't support this. So I guess they didn't like how he acts, something like that. I mean, I don't know. But you will always have these guys, you know. There will be always these guys, you know, which will... Tell some, something, you know, it's serious. It's not even done. I mean, this is yeah. the most funniest thing. I've and you're playing the two-time defending champs. Yeah. You're down 3-2 in the series. You could have won the game last night. But, yeah, get rid of the coach. You know, he's not doing a good enough job. I can't ex- – society fucked. Society fucked. Yeah. I've said it. That's another one right there. What a fuck take to have. Seriously. That's crazy. Really? Yeah. He's the problem? He's the issue? I, yeah, I actually hope now they win it, and so we can go and find that tweet and say it. Do you still want to fire him? Yeah. <laughs> Stanley right. Cup Finals would, bound coach. If they come back and win in seven, yeah, you want to get rid of him now? You want to send him his pink and, slip? And that would also make him the what the, I think the first coach they said in, in forty or fifty years to take two teams to the, the Stanley Cup Final in their first year with the team. Yeah, but I also have heard some stat. I think that the teams which win actually Stanley Cup. Most of the times, this is the, uh, for the coaches the first year. I, I, well, I know that Cooper has been like long for the Tampa, but most of the times, yeah, coaches like for the first or second year when they win. For example, like Blues with Berube and stuff yeah, like right. that. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. To, to leave to leave another team and, and do it to, to do it twice with with, uh, with yeah. two different teams, I think I think that'll be the first time, and I, I think they said forty years, forty yeah. or fifty years. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be interesting to see how. Uh, this series plays out, but Gallant's not the issue. I mean, look, Gallant's intense. Gallant will r- rip on the refs during the game. He does. He, he it, there. There is times he does that too much, even for my liking. You know that he's uh, hard on the refs. But the, the one time last night, it was justified. That one penalty they called on the Rangers was pathetic. It was a horrible call. I have no argument with him being upset. And yeah, he sometimes he sometimes will you know r- chirp at other players, but usually the player provokes Gallant to do it not the other way around. Uh, and maybe that rubs people the wrong way, that they don't like the way he acts in that regard. But he's an intense son of a bitch. He always has been, going back to when he played for Detroit. Nobody laid a fucking paw on Stevie Iserman, all right, back in the late 80s and early 90s with Gerard Gallant around. And that guy was not quite the size. And, and Was he a, a premier fighter? No. 
but he would just fucking go through hell and back to defend his teammates, and especially Stevie back in the day, Steve Iserman. And he dropped the gloves on a moment's notice, and he'd defend you know, his teammates to the end of the degree, a tough-as-nails player. And he had some skill to him, too. Let's not forget that, Gallant. So that's his, that's his, that's his personality. He's intense. And obviously, people don't like that for some reason. I like that. I like that. Uh, I like that there's a coach that's intense and into it and is trying to uh, uh, get the most in, out of his team. Uh, I have no problem with that uh, I whatsoever. I just like for uh, M- uh, Madison Square Garden. I think yeah. he's perfect for that, uh, you know, for that area, for that arena. I mean, blaming yeah. the co- uh, refs because refs will always respect him in a, in a home arena. Yeah, no doubt about that. And uh, game six now, we'll turn our attention to that just briefly. This is going to be like early leans, really. Uh, I don't really have anything locked in yet, but Rangers Lightning, minus 180. We'll get into this more tomorrow. We do. We will have a Saturday show with uh, Vito and I tomorrow. Uh, minus 180 for Tampa Bay. Uh, the total five, five and a half here in this one. Tampa Bay leading the series 3-2. I'm going to stay off the side because I'm undecided right now. I, I think... If I had to, I'd lean Tampa. I think they're probably going to wrap it up here at home. Uh, I don't know if I've seen enough from the Rangers on the road other than Game 7 in Carolina to be able to uh, trust, especially when we're seeing the Lightning, you know, Vasilevsky playing great. They're starting to take away Kreider and Zibanejad a little bit uh, the last few games. That's worrisome if I'm the Rangers. Uh, and again, uh, on the road, we haven't necessarily seen enough from them. So, uh, But again, you're talking minus 180. With the money line here on Tampa Bay against a team that's a perfect five and zero facing elimination this year, what's one thing about the Rangers? They have they have battled their asses off when their backs are against the wall. Now, like I said, Tampa ain't Carolina with Kochekov and Ranta. Carol, uh, Tampa Bay ain't Pittsburgh with Louis Deming in net. This is a totally different challenge for the Rangers to stay alive this time compared to the first two rounds. But their grit and their uh, their resilience and their battle level can't be. Uh, underestimated here in this game. And, you know, you got to lay a price here with Tampa. So I don't know what I'm going to do with the side, but I do like, I'm going to take a shot with the over here. I'm coming back to the, it's five at our sponsor book, DraftKings. They actually have this total over five minus 130 right now at DraftKings. It's an elimination game. You know, with a total of five, you could get shenanigans in the third period. And I do like the third period over. You already know I'll be on that for sure. Uh, in game six, we'll see it probably be two or something when it comes out. We'll confirm that on tomorrow's show, but that's what I'm looking at just right now. Initial leans are the overs full game over and specifically the third period over, which again has been very good for the long term, the last few years in elimination games. Uh, Alex, uh, just initial thoughts game six uh, tomorrow night. No, I've already bet this. I bet the the puck line. I laid uh, one and a half plus 160 with Tampa Bay. Uh, like I said, they're going home, they've won three in a row. They seem to have their momentum back. We know how the Rangers like said, haven't been doing that well on the road overall this postseason. That you know the, their success was was coming from home, and so now to, to drop one at home and have that momentum shifting back to Tampa Bay's uh, way. We know how they play in closeout games, especially uh, Vasilevsky. This just seems like it's going to be a, a, a lightning spot. It'll be a, a game tight, probably another three-one or four-two kind of game. Uh, but I, I like Tampa to close it out, and I like them on the puck line. So I've already taken that, and like I said, I'm gonna wait for the, see what the third period over numbers are. Uh, I don't think we're going to see a two and a half like we have with some of the uh, some of the uh, Colorado closeouts. We've been seeing mostly twos because it's been a low scoring series. I think right now I'm seeing two plus one hundred five. I bet MGM, so that's something I'm more than likely will be taking. Anything plus money or even uh, you know laying a dollar five or a dollar ten, I'll be going with that second, that third period. Sorry, over at two. 
Yeah, how good? You know what? I just thought of that now, and Alex reminded me it's true. This track record of Andre Vasilevsky in a closeout game and a chance to eliminate the opponent in a playoff series has been spectacular. What did he do in the closeout game against Florida? He shut them out. What did he do in the closeout game, game seven against Toronto in the first round? One goal allowed. That was it. And I think a lot of zeros and ones, right? I think we've mentioned that before, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing but zeros and ones in terms of goals allowed by Andre Vasilevsky in an eliminate with a chance to eliminate the opponent in recent playoff games. That's, that's, that's a track record of utter brilliance and dominance, you know, in these kind of spots. So that's another thing the Rangers are going to have to overcome. Uh, what do you think here, Vito? Uh, initial thoughts for uh, Saturday night game six. Yeah. Well, that stat about Vasilevsky also, I, I'm aware of that one and that's an amazing stat. I mean, and it already goes, for two or three years, I mean, that's that, you know, he always in closeout games. I think he, uh, if you can meet, maybe and find, I think what's the record for the closeout games? I think he's like, like only one or two, one lose, I think, one lost game or something like that. Well, basically amazing stats. But again, for the Rangers now, it's going to be do or die situation for real, you know, because now that home, it was, everybody was saying do or die, but is it do or die if it's not your last game? It's not really do or die, right? So now they're going to go to Tampa. That's going to be a do or die situation for them. Uh, Igor, Igor also been phenomenal in game seven. So, you know, I, Vasilevsky has the ex- over experience over the Igor, you know. So that's that's what the edge, you know. But, you know, he, he, goalies are goalies. I mean, man, if Igor uh, now steps up his game, I mean, I'm a little bit great. And, like, also allows only one goal now on the road. I mean, Rangers can steal that. There is a possibility. I can see the Rangers stealing that in OT somehow, you know. There's always a possibility. I mean, this is hockey. So I wouldn't be 100% sure in Tampa, but about the over, it's uh, now I look, it's at five, you know. So five, I, I, I can see this ending 2-2, for example, also, you know. So I would bet under actually five and a half if it, if it moves, you know, to the over. I would go with under. I still, I, I don't think. Even with being a closeout game, I don't think this will be the game. Of course, if it's like three, well, it we will be the same situation. Some team maybe will be up three one, and then they're gonna again pull the goalie. It's gonna be four one, and well, if that then you pull the goalie, you might lose the over the under, you know. So, but I don't see this game being more than five goals. Yeah, so that would be and about I will be in the show yesterday, so I will put up my mind, you know. Of course, well, Tampa Bay is the obvious play, and everybody will play Tampa Bay. But again, this is playoffs. Playoffs are a different breed. So we will see what happens. I will see when I come up with, you know, it's the hard now to tell. Yep. Need to it's check. because of the price where it is, minus 180, right? It's it's like yeah, it's not well, a regulation, minus 125. So that's the, I guess, the way to go or, or the puck line as Alex go. That's yep. if you want to bet lighting, that's the way to go with them, you know, because they're the better team in this situation. But yeah, everything can happen. I mean, I only know that Igor, I mean, if Igor plays amazing, then something can happen. If Igor plays bad, this will be three goals from Tampa in this game, definitely. Yeah, and I, I agree with Alex's thought with Tampa. If you like Tampa, just go puck line. Just go puck line because minus one and a half is a better price. You could get the empty net for extended right. minutes. You saw, and you the, saw the empty net after three one. You saw the empty net you know, come into play. We you know almost saw yeah. another goal late last night. So you know, obviously, this is an elimination spot. You're going to have those empty net chances. Tampa Bay has probably done better than most teams as far as getting empty net goals during the postseason and then and even during the regular season. So uh, that's the only uh, you know I, I wouldn't talk anyone out of going regulation, but 
Like I said, I'd rather have a plus price. And I feel comfortable mm-hmm. enough with Vasilevsky in that. Uh, like I said, I just don't think Igor is going to, you know, step up and play as well or better than Vasilevsky. So Vasilevsky can close out games. Seven and zero last seven. Uh, mm-hmm. Six of those were shutouts, and then the one goal given up against Toronto. So uh, Igor's going to have to turn in a, a hell of a performance to try to to, to beat out uh, Vasilevsky. This is this is usually his moment to shine. So uh, we always talked about the whole thing off of a loss, but he's even better, it seems, uh, in these closeout spots. Yeah, and that's a change. And you're right; it's been nothing but zeros and ones, and, and I think one start where he maybe gave up two uh, in, in an elimination or a chance to finish off an opponent. Yeah, like a couple years ago, last two three years. I mean, he's just been absolutely beyond amazing, you know, in these kind of situations. Uh, the more I think about it, too, with Vasilevsky's track record in these games, I'm getting I'm getting uh, cold feet on the uh, full game over. I might just if I'm going to look at an over, I'm going to target the third period even more. That would be the time to jump on it because it's probably, again, if, especially if the Rangers are trailing, they got to open up the game. They're facing uh, elimination, no tomorrow. So it might be more that I focus toward the third period over rather than uh, the full game, knowing how great Vasilevsky has been in these situations. All right, Ray, what do you think initially here? Game six tomorrow night. Um, My initial lean is Tampa Bay. I think that, um, you know, they got too much experience and, and whatnot to close out. Although I, I don't like the price, um, you know, the Rangers somehow have a four leaf clover up their fucking ass. Um, so I, I you know, I, I, I could see him stealing one like Vito said, I, I could see it. I really could. Um, so I'm leaning Tampa. I actually don't know if I'm going to bet them at that price. Um, I do like the over, though. You know, I think an elimination game, especially if somebody goes up early, you know, I think it's going to open up, especially if Tampa does. I think New York's going to try and open it up a little bit. and um, So I like that, and I could see it being 2-2 at the end of three and going for the the five, and at least you get your push. Five and a half, like uh, maybe Vito said or Alex, um, you know, I, I would probably bet the under. Um, but I am leaning Tampa. Um, I do like your third period over. Um, you know, Vasilevsky is, is just too good. And, and maybe his luck runs out too. You don't know. It's it's so hard. The series is, is a lot closer than it's, you know, it, it's it's living up to be one hell of a series. And I actually, I think it could go seven. And I, I could see that. So uh, my initial lean is Tampa, but hell, it's tough. It is tough. I, I'll tell you what I will be looking at. We don't have player props fully posted yet for the game tomorrow. Some books have some props for the player props tomorrow night. Some don't yet, but I guarantee you, I will be hit. I will be having actually a sizable. I don't, usually my prop bets are smaller. I will have a sizable prop bet on Andre Pallad again for Tampa Bay. Uh, he has scored five goals in the last six games. He has, do you know, he scored at least one point in every home playoff game this year for the Tampa Bay lightning. And you can still get him around minus one twenty-five. you know, just to get a point. Minus 125. Think about that. What a bargain that is. Andre Pilat to score a point. It was, the last home game, it was around that. Minus 120. It's probably maybe going to be around that same price again tomorrow night. I mean, that's just an automatic for me. He's gotten a point in every home playoff game. You could go with the goal prop as well because he's, he's starting to find the back of the net now. Five goals in the last six playoff games overall uh, for Andre Pilat. I know Ray Bryce is going to have like some uh, lottery ticket, six uh, player goal scorer parlay going. I like uh, Corey Perry. He's due. He's due. He was hot. He's going to find it again. I'm picking him too. I He's got a score for me. 
So there you go. Perry and Palat are probably going to be two of the players in that goal score parlay. Two of, two of ten. Yeah. Ten? No, I don't know. You don't want to stop at four or six? You're going for ten this time? No, yeah. We'll see if we can get – then you have to bet the over. I can't I can't hedge That's myself right. with that. So. Yeah, you got to <laughs> scale it down, my friend, in a game like this where goals could yeah. be few and far between, maybe two, three, four at the most in terms of – Yeah, I'll honestly game. probably just bet Perry and Pouat separate. I probably yeah. won't even parlay them. I have one book offshore. I'm seeing uh, Palat plus 225, and wow. I'm seeing Perry at. He's got to be 300 at least. Plus, yeah, plus 275 for a goal. Wow. 300. And I think, and I, saw, and I, think I saw like plus, I think okay. I saw plus 154 points. So, yeah. Well, Parlay those together. That's a nice little payday. That's a nice chunk of change uh, if it ends up cashing in. Uh, no question. But yeah, Perry as well. Perry had a million chances again last night. Uh, uh, you got to think at some point the. Uh, a uh, puck's going to end up getting in, uh, finding a way in for him. But Stamp goes Kucherov are playing good. Can't argue with that. For the Rangers, I'd stick. If I were to take Ranger props tomorrow night, they've done zip five on five for the most part, other than Lindgren's goal. So I would look at it as a situation where focus more on power play props for the New York Rangers because that's where they've been scoring, and you get better prices with New York Rangers players for power play props. So we'll get into that more tomorrow on the show. Again, we will have a show at noon Eastern. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Vito and I uh, on the uh, Saturday show, and we'll just give our final uh, picks and uh, thoughts and more props, of course, once uh, all books will have props by tomorrow's show. And we'll also have lineups as well, hopefully, uh, a little more finalized. I hope Gerard Gallant goes back to Revo, Ryan mm -hmm. Reeves. I mean, I know Ryan Reeves took a bad penalty in the in the game four, uh, and I, maybe that's why he was a healthy scratch. He didn't, Gallant didn't like the penalty he took. But he's still a physical element. Ray was talking about it. Rangers had knocked someone on their fucking ass on their keister. Yeah. And they didn't do enough of that last night. And Ryan Reeves can help you do that. So I think Gerard Gallant Turk is going to go back to Ryan Reeves and put him back in the lineup for uh, game six tomorrow night, especially with the shenanigans at the end of the game where you had that little mini line brawl. It was more of a, uh, a scrum. And then you had Lafreniere and Stamkos uh, dropping the gloves at the end. Yeah, I could see Ryan Reeves getting his spot back in the lineup tomorrow night. And Kucherov started that everything. I think Kucherov was the initiator. But about Reeves, actually, what I like, he st still led the team to the ice that game. You know, I think he does does something like that intro, you know, for the Rangers team and they go out from the locker room and he yeah. was without the equipment, you know, still there uh, screaming, you know, and leading team out. So it's very nice from, to see from him, you know, that means the team has the spirit, you know. Well, yeah, that's how the, that, that's why they are where they are, you know, hard work, team spirit and, I mean, range. We didn't expect, you know, Rangers actually to see there the whole season. You know, they were underperforming and expected goals underperforming in Corsi, underperforming in most of the stats. You know, it was all Igor, and but you see, that's hockey. That's why we watch this game because it's hard to predict this game. You know. Yep, <laughs> that's right. And as Ray said on the betcast last night, he's going to be working on his own Corsi uh, next season. You know, just shooting the puck from anywhere. Right. That's your game plan in Kalamazoo next year, right? <laughs> Yeah, you just gotta fire the puck on net uh, anywhere on anywhere inside the zone. Your course he goes up one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's all about working on your numbers. Uh, there you go. Going into uh, next year, great, uh, great analysis, great show as always. Uh, lots of fun. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Hit the like button on the way out. Uh, Vito and I are on tomorrow, uh, noon Eastern. So we'll get best bets from Alex and from uh, Ray. 
uh, on the uh, show today. And we'll, Vito and I will save ours for tomorrow uh, on the show. But uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, before we get there, as always, uh, new customers bet just $1 on any NHL team. Get $150 in free bets if they win. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state or province. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings apps. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right, best bets to wrap it up here for this uh, Friday edition from Alex and Ray. Uh, we'll get best bets from them. Alex, we'll start with you. Best bet for uh, Saturday. Yeah, I'll give you a two-for-one special here. Uh, tonight in the AHL, the Chicago Wolves have a 3-0 lead in the Western Conference Final. They're going for a sweep, and they've won nine of their last ten games so far this postseason. Uh, I got them plus 113 offshore. Uh, so that's what I'm, I'm rooting for that, obviously, as a fan. But also, I think that's a, a great spot for them. They've just been dominant uh, against the Stockton Heat team that was actually looking pretty good up until this uh, final series. And then tomorrow, we're laying the one and a half with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, you get plus 155 or plus 160. Shop around for that. Uh, like I said, Tampa is just absolutely stellar when they're, they're you know, closing out games. They've got all the momentum in the world right now. Uh, Vasilevsky, like you said, his numbers are just phenomenal uh, in, in these situations. So like the Lightning take care of business at home by margin. Laying the one and a half to my best bet for tomorrow. All right, there it is. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, minus one and a half uh, puck line uh, for the Lightning to close it out in the Eastern Conference Final tomorrow night. Plus one fifty uh, for a uh, best bet for uh, Alex B. Smith for uh, Saturday's Game Six. And how about a little bonus pick there, Chicago Wolves uh, as well against the uh, Stockton Heat. Uh, definitely looking toward them there in that game. Uh, the Wolves, by the way, plus one hundred seven. You know, small plus price, pretty good. Uh, money line price. I'm going to be Homer and also give you a little, not, not, it's not a boat. It's not a bet that I've got much on. It's a small, tiny bet and it's not even great value, but Hamilton Bulldogs are minus 220, 225 against Windsor tonight. Game four, OHL uh, uh, championship series, Ontario hockey league. Hamilton's got to have this game. You can't go down three, one uh, in this series. They've been good off a loss. They're another one of those teams. You bet them off a loss. You do very well. They lost game three in Windsor on Monday night. They had some injuries going into Monday night's game, especially on the blue line. They're hoping to get Kammerer back on the, uh, who's an important player for them. Uh, I expect better games from everyone else. It's still a loaded hockey team. Mason McTavish, Arbor Jacki is going to have a terrific career at the next level. A great defenseman. Don't take the money line, though. It's minus 220. I mean, it's absolutely no value with that on Hamilton. you got to pay a premium for this team. But the minus one and a half puck line is plus 110. And usually when they lose the previous game, they come back and not only win the game, they drill the team. And Windsor's a really good team. Maybe they don't. But I think the minus one and a half plus 110 might be worth a look there for Hamilton against Windsor. Game four tonight of that OHL championship series. So there you go. There's my bonus. Non-NHL hockey uh, pick tonight. Uh, all right, Ray. Game six, Eastern Conference Final. Best bet. What do you like? Okay, so I just found... Uh... I just found a Tampa Bay, New York three-way money line for Tampa at minus 110. Wow. So I, nice. I might be taking that. 
that's including no OT, obviously. Uh, you're you're going to need the tie there as well. So uh, the tie, or not going to need, but the tie will also be there. So, but I am going to take, I think if they're going to close out, they're going to close out no OT um, and finish them off at minus 110. So I'll be betting that. There you go. Tampa Bay Lightning in regulation there, minus uh, 110 uh, against the uh, New York Rangers for Ray Bryce and his uh, best bet. And I'm sure he's going to have uh, a, a couple of goal scorer parlays. I think he, he's going to probably like Perry and Palat, uh, the two uh, double P's uh, there for uh, tomorrow. So uh, should be interesting to see how game six uh, plays out. Uh, Vito and I will be on tomorrow, noon Eastern. It'll be a short show. We'll just come on. Uh, final thoughts on game six we'll get the lineups we'll know who's going to be in we should have an idea if the rangers in particular are going to make changes you got to think tampa bay is going to keep the same lineup intact you know they've won three in a row why change a winning formula but the rangers might make some changes we'll see if that's the case we should know uh what their lineup going into game six is going to look like uh, by the time we do that show tomorrow so vito and i'll be with you at noon eastern for the saturday show uh, we appreciate everyone joining us hit the like button on the way out a reminder the ice guys is live seven days a week monday to friday 2 p.m eastern saturday and sunday noon eastern if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms google podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher and iHeartRadio. download the ice guys podcast when you can't watch the show live uh thanks to everyone for joining us for alex b smith Vito making a special Friday appearance uh, and Ray Bryce joining us again as always. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday. Enjoy the games and good luck and we will talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.